to the Inspired by Her podcast with me, your host, Zoe Richmond. I'm going to be bringing you weekly stories from my own business journey and experience and some other amazing, inspiring women in business to talk about their successes, their failures, their money, mindset, and how we juggle all the things, or not in most cases, to inspire you on your journey to living the life you desire and building a business that aligns with you. So let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Inspired by Her podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Richmond, and I'm super excited that I have a special guest joining me today. I have the lovely Antoinette from All About Style, and I'm going to hand over to her to introduce herself. So welcome, Antoinette. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, hello, everybody. I'm very, very excited to be here. I'm excited Zoe included me. I'm Antoinette from All About Style. And most people say to me, what is All About Style? What do you do? I am a personal stylist, but I'm a little bit different to most. I'm not just about the clothes, I'm about you. I'm about the emotional side of dressing, who you are, discovering yourself. If you're feeling lost, you know, discovering a style. Most women, when they have children, sort of lose themselves and that's where I feel I come in I help you discover you for now like most some of my clients may have been in the corporate world and they knew who they were then but after you have children you get a little bit lost and then life goes on but as well it's not just when you have children as you get older I'm over 50 so once you hit 50 you hit menopause and your children have grown up and they've moved on you lose yourself again so as women in different stages of our lives we lose ourselves and that's where I come in I want to help you discover you feel amazing look amazing put on an outfit look in that mirror and say I love me and that's what I'm all about I feel like you just described me like <laughs> I I was that person I had a nice corporate career lovely um you know high flying role uh and then I had kids and I feel like my life just kind of turned into like baby vomit um or mud nowadays I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old boy so it's all about the mud and the dirt and it's active wear that's all I wear these days and even on like today kids are at preschool and I'm still in my active wear but I do notice that on the days that I make an effort and I've got some beautiful clothes I just feel like I never have the opportunity to wear them because I'm like well I don't go anywhere but on the days where I do actually make an effort to pull those clothes out I feel 10 times better than I do when I'm like active wear is comfy but just in terms of my confidence and um, I guess like you say looking at yourself and go I love me I don't look at myself when I'm in my active wear and go, I love me. <laughs> so I definitely feel you described me. Did you always, have you always had a passion for style and like, um, I guess self-worth, like it kind of comes part and parcel, doesn't it? Like when you're helping cre- people create outfits and um, a wardrobe that makes them feel amazing it helps boost their self-worth at the same time I imagine but have you always had a a passion for that I've I've always loved clothes even as a young girl and I grew up with my mother my mother was very fashionable and she never left the house without being dressed up and having her lippy on so I've grown up with that but I was married at a very young age and moved away from where my family was living and I found that 
I fell into sewing to start off with because I love clothes and I couldn't afford it. So I was self-taught. I was cutting things and fixing things up. And the girls I was working with would say to me, oh, I love it. Can you make it for me? So that transitioned into pattern making and design. I went and did a course in pattern making and design. I started working in Sydney's eastern suburbs in Double Bay. So I worked there for a fair while. I had a, a son and then a daughter. At that time, my husband was playing house daddy. He was trying to set up a business from home. Then when his business got to a certain point, and that was in 2000, so I was working in Double Bay in the 90s to late 90s and late 80s as well. So from there, I joined him in a family business and I gave that bit of passion aside and turning 50 was the big thing for me after working with him for nearly 15 years I thought in running an office and girls and staff I um, needed to discover me and I wanted to do something I knew I didn't want to get back into the sewing and the pattern making side of it but uh, I could see go working with my husband in a you know, a real male-dominated industry, the women I would see going to networking functions would, were really wearing a sea of black. And I'd be speaking to people and speaking to women and that, and they'd say, oh, I'm not going there. I've got an invitation. I'm not going to this function because I don't know what to wear. I've got nothing to wear. I don't feel comfortable. So I was hearing that all the time. And I, um, personal styling was sort of in the eastern suburbs was quite big and it was well known and I live in southwest of Sydney and no one had really come across that people thought oh it's for the rich and famous it's not for me it's very expensive and you know I turned 50 and I said to everyone well I'm going to become a personal stylist and I think a lot of people my husband might have humored me to start off with and my children said oh yeah mum you know she's got another idea and so I I had the knowledge of the body shape because I'd worked you know with making and designing and I and I love colour I knew all about colour I just needed the credibility I'm that type of person that has all the skills but goes and does the course just to get the credibility not necessarily everything else so once I got that I um, launched all about style and people said I was crazy and that was nine years ago they said to me oh you know look at where we're living who's going to use a stylist here people think it's expensive and you know they say do you really think people are going to pay you to go into their home and rummage through their wardrobes or do you really think you know people are going to pay you to take them shopping then they've still got to pay for their stuff so I thought about it and I priced myself in the price point that I felt I was going to attract the people I want to work with. And that was the everyday woman and everyday clothes. Mm -hmm. And I did work at it really, really hard to get it off the ground. And nine years later, it's still operating. I'm still going and I've got clients and repeat clients. I do talks and yeah, so it's taken, it took, it was a bit of a journey to get to it. And I did have people say, you know, it's not going to work. You're crazy. How are you going to get it out there? But I did, but I'm a pretty determined person. I think um, something that I would love to touch on, and I may put you on the spot here, is because um, I think that's a common story for most people, right? When we have these ideas, um, if we've got that entrepreneurial um, kind of like spirit in us and we have these ideas and a lot of people dismiss it or they tell us that we're crazy they um encourage us not to follow through with these ideas and they're like just go and you know 
go in and they're well-meaning. They obviously think that they're giving us the right advice, but how did you in those early days when things may not have been, you know, chugging along as quickly as what you were hoping or um, we all have downtime, um, downturn, right? How did you um, sort of overcome that? How did you stay true to yourself and and that idea? Because that is like, I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is they take on that advice from other people and don't listen to themselves and their inner knowing. Okay. So first off, even though I had knowledge of business, I was running a business with my husband, I helped run the business in Double Bay. I did get myself a a business coach, okay? And that kept me accountable. And I had to learn because working in an office is different to what I was doing because I was saying, oh, you know, I dictate a letter, someone type it for me. I'd, uh, I'd get them to send an email. I had girls working underneath me. So when I stepped back and had to do it myself, that was where I found it very, very difficult. Mm. Um, the admin side of everything. I've got, you know, I'm very creative. So I have IDs flying everywhere. And to give me a pen and get me to write it down, you've got to be crazy. I can draw you a picture <laughs> and arrows and circles. But yeah, my handwriting is disgusting. You wouldn't understand it. So that part of it, I found difficult. The other part of it was the social media. I did not even have a Facebook page, let alone a business Facebook page to put my face on it. Mm. That was very, very daunting. But I was determined to make it work. So every step I needed to do, I made myself overcome it. When I was first, if you ever can get back to the first lot of things I used to do on my Facebook page, I actually wouldn't even put my face on it. I used to crop my head showing what I was wearing. And then someone said to me, well, how are people going to know you? So it's it, a common story for a lot of people, though. They don't like to put their themselves out there and it just, yeah, it scares them. And I can appreciate that because if you go back to what my first Instagram post or Facebook post, like they are horrendous. <laughs> I know, I know. And with me, I was 50 plastering myself out there and I've got adult children and, you know, we're in a conservative we're quite conservative so Mm. that was a big deal for me but yeah having the business coach kept me accountable and I attacked each little thing that I wasn't confident with at a time I didn't try and do the whole lot I sort of you know attacked the Facebook and the photos I got myself a photographer and got some proper branding photos so um, I did one little bit at a time and then with the admin as soon as I made a little bit of money not necessarily a profit I got someone to help me do the admin side of it and that freed me up to do what I was good at so that's an advice I would say to someone I wasn't even making that much money but the admin did my head in that I needed someone to take that away from me so I can focus and build my business I love that you did that because that's backing yourself right from the start that you knew that this was going to work. And so you invested in the coach, you invested in help. And so many people do it the other way. I mean, I'm a bit guilty of not getting the help for the things that I don't love doing. Um, I'm starting to work on that now, but something that I'm a big advocate for is, is investing in um, support for your business, whether that's a coach, whether that's a VA, um, because whilst we like to think we can do it all, we generally can't, right? (laughs) We can't. And the thing is, someone can do it like, 
for me, I write my newsletters, but formatting them mm. and putting my pictures in is not my thing. I could spend all day wasting on that, whereas I could be making contacts with clients, I could be doing videos, doing things that I love that I can breeze through. So I give them to my VA. She's got them done in a half an hour to an hour. And when you break that up, it's not expensive because you've got, so you're giving them little bits at a time. You're not going to give them a whole lot. You're going to work within your budget. And then it frees you up. You're making twice as much on this side. So it's a balance. And yeah, and everything in the business has to be a balance. And then having your life and your family, you've got to sort of balance that too. It's not easy, but yeah. I love it. Yes. I love everything that you have just said and how, um, cause we get so caught up in like, Oh, I can't afford that one hour a week to pay someone to do that. But like you say, you can then go and spend that time with a client or, you know, um, you know, doing some other form of income generating activity that's going to bring in twice, maybe triple what you're paying that person for that one hour. So could not agree more with what you said. So you've said the bits that you don't like about your business. What's your favourite part about running your business though? <laughs> I love my clients. I love, I like, I love speaking. I love going, I know this sounds silly, but I love going to networking groups and meeting new people and sitting there and listening to the speakers and understanding who they are and where they come from. Because that helps me, not necessarily that person may not book me, but it helps me understand the different people around me and that. So I just love being around people. I love buzzing around the shopping centres and looking for garments for my clients and then interacting as well with the sales assistants because they help me indirectly. They hold stuff for me. They let me use their fitting rooms. They give me a segregated fitting room. So for me, I'm a real people person and I like that contact. So mm. I, I be buzzing around chatting and being out there. <laughs> I don't know if you've um heard or know much about human design but I would love to know if you've got a line four in your profile <laughs> they are they are the people people and um like what you just said there I'm like oh you've got to have a line four in there and I do that now that now that I've um very familiar with human design and how it works and I I talk to people and I'm like feel like you've got this characteristic about you and it's just very interesting so I'm like the complete opposite I hate networking events they are like my worst nightmare <laughs> see I love them I sort of think it's you know the people that you meet and then listening to the different speakers and a lot of them are startups and yeah and if I can if someone can ask me a question and I can help them I think that I've you know that 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 really brings joy to me. Like a lot of the ladies know that I've been in business for a long time, and they'll run a question by me. And if I can give them that little bit of information about what I do or how I do it in business, I think that you know that really does it for me. That's my buzz for the day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so like, you're obviously a heart centered business owner, not, you know, um, which is exactly what um, I want to surround myself with. And what I think attracts a lot of other people, like similar people, because you don't want to be working with someone that's, you know, a little bit not ideal. Yeah. But um, have you got like a memorable failure? from like we've all got them right and I hate the word failure I shouldn't use it because they're, they're not failures they're they're learnings right yeah they are learning curves um I really can't think of one uh, a failure in business because I choose I think of thing think of everything as a learning curve mm. and I suppose for me maybe 
not farming things out soon enough and wasting yeah. time doing them. Yeah. That would be it because I know I really stressed myself out setting up the database, whereas I shouldn't have spent weeks on it and ripping my hair out of an evening, get my husband to help me and then getting my son to help me and, you know, all that. I should have looked at it and thought, that is not me. That's not yeah. what I'm good at. I, I, you need to understand what, how your database works and how to set it, do the data entry, but not to create it from scratch. So I've learned in lot, actually in life, if there's something that I'm really good at, I'll spend a lot of time at it. If something I'm, I know is going to frustrate me, I will understand how it works because obviously I've got to use it yes. and I will use it to a point, but then I'll get someone else to help me perfect it. So mm -hmm. that's, I think, not just in my business, that's in my own life and in my own household. Just that's how I deal with things. I feel like that would save so many hours of stress for a lot of people. Like if you adopted that mentality. Yeah. Overwhelmment and anxiety causes anxiety because you look at something, you think, do I have to really do it? And it, yeah, it makes your heart pump and you think, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, I am guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I would love to know for all of those people out there who are maybe that, that client, that ideal client that you described at the start, feeling like they've kind of lost themselves along the way, have you got like one tip? Maybe Maybe one is not enough. Maybe we need three. <laughs> your top tip that you would maybe it's a question that you get asked a lot by clients but how can people start to um I guess use their own personal style to boost their self-confidence okay uh discovering your style what you firstly have to think about is where you go and what you do what your lifestyle is that helps you discover your style are you a stay-at-home mum that still wants to look good? You know, nice little pair of white sneakers. If you've got really good jeans that fit you really well, uh, maybe a shirt and a blazer. That gives you a nice little neat outfit to go out in. So, and you could be boho style. You might like a nice floral dress, a long dress with a little vest and maybe a little fur overcoat on top and a nice ankle boot. So, yeah, it's uh, discovering your style is does change with, um, as your children get older, you'll be able to dress differently. You want to be seen differently. So for now, it's looking in your wardrobe, seeing what, actually, when you open up your wardrobe, pull something out and what puts a smile on your face? Like what outfit do you put on and you think, wow, I feel good. I feel empowered. I feel fabulous. I feel I can take the world on this outfit. That's possibly your style and your colours. So, yeah, it's Finding out, basically, when I work with a client, I, the first things I say to them is, where do you want to wear these clothes? Where do you go? What do you do? And then, yeah, are you working? Do you need to go to a networking function? Do you need an outfit and a look for that, the branding side of things? Or are you just want to be casual all the time? But up, take it up that little level. And it doesn't have to be with the clothes. It could be with the necklace. Mm. It could be with earrings. Is that is that who you are? Do you like the big earrings? Yeah, create something for yourself that you can be noticed for, especially women in business. Mm. You need something that's going to make you stand out. Do you wear bright lippy? Do you like a lot of makeup, do you like minimal makeup? So there's more to it than just the garment you put on. It's actually a whole package and it's how you speak and how you stand as well. 
You've just given me a lot of food for thought then about what you said about as a business owner being yeah. kind of known, not, not well known for something. Like I know you've just instantly, I'm like, oh, um, that lady over there, I, every time I see her, she's got the beautiful pink lippy on. Or every time I see that lady over there, she's got these gorgeous earrings. And because I guess in online business, a lot of the time we only see from like the chest up, right? Yeah. <laughs> but now you've made me think about me and I, I got nothing. So I'm going to have to go and think about that, about the, yeah. And I had a client once that she has two boys and she'd been in the corporate world and she, when I went to do her wardrobe, she, you know, we been through and we sorted things out. We created her style. And then I was looking under the bed and I found these boxes and they were Jimmy Choo shoes. It was four of them. And I said to her, she started to get tears in her eyes. And I said to her, oh my God, these are amazing. She said to me, they were me. She said, that's what used to make me smile. I said, why is it, were you? Why can't we make them you now? And so we, what we did was I integrated them because her look was a pair of nice jeans and white shirt and a blazer. And that was what she wore to networking functions. When she was picking up the boys, she would take the blazer off and pop a pair of sneakers on. So mm-hmm. we made those Jimmy Choo, Choo shoes her signature style when she went out. And she rocked it. And she's five foot ten and she wore heels like this are amazing. And she rocked those heels. So that's what made her smile. So when I say what makes you smile, it may not be, it could be a pair of shoes, it could be a bag, it could be a nice scarf when you put it on, you feel, wow. And that's what you need to do. You need to feel, find something that makes you feel wow. That is the best advice. And I love that she rocked those heels because I certainly, I'm, but I've never been a, a heels person, but that is like, I can just, like, I almost feel that energy right now, like that walking down the street in your power suit, I guess you could almost call it, and that big smile plastered on your face. So I'm going to spend some time this week working out what makes me smile. (laughs) I feel like it could um, really make a difference to the whole day though, right? Like, mm. so next time I'm not feeling crash hot or I wake up and haven't had a lot of sleep, I feel like that's a good tactic to try and boost my (laughs) energy levels and to just make the day feel a little bit less glum. (laughs) Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Antoinette. And I just want to finish. Have you got like one final piece of advice for anyone out there who is thinking about starting a business or who maybe is even just feeling like they're a bit stuck at the moment because you've got quite a story and it's an amazing, like a very successful story. So um, my advice is don't expect it to be easy and don't expect it to be a straight road. It's a windy road. And I know you're going to have a goal and they do tell you to set a goal and set a plan, but be aware that that goal could change. That goal will change and it'll change the path and it'll change what you're doing. So if it's something you really, really love and you can see the potential in it, go for it and keep going at it. That, oh, you just spoke into my heart. I love that message because that is something that I speak about a lot in um, when I'm talking to my clients. So I could not agree more with what you've just said. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. I think there's a lot of nuggets of gold in there and everyone is going to love this, listening to this episode. So thank you so much again for joining me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity, Zoe. My pleasure. Bye.
Thank you so much for sticking with me right to the end of the episode. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love for you to share it with a friend and it would just make my day or let's face it, my year if you went and left a review over on iTunes so I can get these inspiring stories into the ears of as many women as possible. I will catch you all next week for another episode of the Inspired by Her podcast. Thanks for listening.